Hi everyone and welcome to the 50th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Lauren. Hello. And last but not least, David. Evixen. That's a lovely greeting David, as always. <laughs> as always. It's the 50th episode. <laughs> we always appreciate it. 50th episode already. That is amazing. 50th. So wait, it's 50th? We need some victory fanfare playing in the background. Yeah, I'm sure Brian puts that in if he Sparkles! Although that was removed from Final Fantasy XIII. It's disappointing. Well, they didn't have it in Final Fantasy X, so... It's very true. Ten it was like something different. Can't quite remember it, though. Wait, no, ten was... It wasn't ten. The... That was still uh, the, the I don't theme. think so. I think they yeah, switched it up Yeah, but following there. that, it was a bit different. Hmm. Usually, it follows you with... Yeah, I think maybe the last, the later bit was different, but the... was. I know, maybe Daryl can clarify that for us. He knows all the music. Yes, Daryl, maestro. Daryl, what do you think? I'm going to say I think it was in there. Really? I don't remember it. I think it was, like, way different. It may have been way different, but I think it was still in there. Hmm. Maybe as a uh, because Easter egg somewhere. At, but, uh, as with the prelude in Final Fantasy X, yeah. things got a bit more techno. There was no yeah, prelude that... in FF13 either. No. Final Fantasy Thirteen was just kind of like the one that was like just out Which of the Which is strange blue. considering it had like the whole theme going on of the crystal. Yeah, well, maybe there was a disagreement with Mr. Uematsu. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe they just wanted to turn over a new leaf or something like that. Perhaps. Well, anyway... I believe around this time last year, although we, we kind of missed it by a few weeks, uh, a certain game came out. Do, do any of you know what game that was? Uh, no, actually. I'm not sure. Please enlighten us. I, I think it may have been um, Final Fantasy XIII. Whoa. <gasps> no, no way. No. I, I, I did not see that coming. No? No. Me either. That is unbelievable. <laughs> well, because of the, the massive coincidence... You know, it's almost it's a year after, and it's our fiftieth episode. We decided that we would have a whole episode dedicated to Final Fantasy Thirteen. Whoa! Yeah. Cue I know it's crazy, fan isn't fan. it, David? That, that, that's amazing. <laughs> or the fanfare from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Uh, there was that. I don't think one. there was one. There was How one. How was it go? I don't it's remember. That, that. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, <laughs> so, news is on the backbone of this episode, although there hasn't really been a great deal to talk about anyway, other than um, Type Zero. Yeah, but um, we're also not going to talk about Dissidia, Joe Deeson, which just released. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't completed episode. or played Final Fantasy Thirteen yet, please beware that this spoiler is. The please spoiler? be aware that this episode is going to be spoiler crazy. Spoilerific. Not We've passed our one-year grace period, but that means that, you know, this is a nice spoiler warning. Yeah. We thought we'd be courteous instead of just going straight in there and dashing all your hopes and dreams. But if you, <laughs> if you haven't already played FF13. In case you weren't actually listening. Spoiler! Alert. There we go. Exclamation mark. <laughs> so throughout the episode, we're going to be discussing various facets of Final Fantasy XIII. The story, the gameplay, the presentation... Our personal experiences with it, like leading up to it, because obviously that was one of the major reasons that this podcast even exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to have a few closing comments about our, I guess, our final thoughts about how we think it turns out and um, how we think Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two is going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to this episode. I think it's going to be great because if there's one thing that I've found from the internet over the last 12 months, 
It's that no one ever agrees on a Final Fantasy thirteen. No, I feel like you I think, love it or you hate it. Yeah, well, well, it's not even that. It's there's. I mean, with most recent Final Fantasy titles, there's a general consensus like the general populace loves Final Fantasy seven. Um, the general populace just doesn't necessarily like Final Fantasy twelve as much. Well, but thirteen, those, you've got a mix of both. Yeah, there's always those that go against the grain. Like you know, I don't particularly like nine, but I think I'm in the minority there. But with 13 opinion is completely split down the middle and it's not even that there are people that just love certain parts of it and absolutely despise other parts of it even the Mm -hmm. characters like me yeah (laughs) this game i felt like had a lot of characters that a lot of people did not like at all but there are also some that people absolutely love as shown by our character battle (laughs) but anyway before we get into all of that and we can uh tell you which characters we like and don't like just a quick reminder for you guys, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, which also includes a, a Kingdom Hearts podcast and a community show called Minigup, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. It comes out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and David FF-XIII.net. So be sure to subscribe, and you can listen to our next 50 episodes. <laughs> Whoa, 50 episodes just wait that would be a like 100th yeah I know. we'll be on Final Fantasy 15 by that time yeah <laughs> do you think Versus 13 would be out by then I don't know it's a tough um, call yeah well how many episodes were we on when Final Fantasy 13 came out I think it was 20 20 20 something what? no it was way more than that had to have been really I think it was in Could the 30s. It have been yeah, 40, it might have been in the 30s. Was, something around there. So, well, if you consider it, like one show every three weeks. If we well, it's changed. That That's very true. It's changed since then. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be out. I hope it'll be out. Something will be out. Oh, I think it will be. <laughs> so, something will be out. <laughs> something will be out. <laughs> Maybe. Versus? Maybe? No. Well, Type Zero should be out by then. Final Fantasy yeah. versus Prologus 13. <gasps> oh, Prologus. Anyway. Uh. Anyway, yeah, so, Final Fantasy thirteen, Let's go. Do it, let's do it. So in case you have no idea what Final Fantasy thirteen is, and if you're listening to that this podcast with that in your mind, then what the hell are you doing? But carry on listening <laughs> anyway. Um, the game was developed by Square Enix, and it was released in 2010. March 9th. It focuses around six main protagonists called Lightning, Snow, Sars, Hope, Vanille, and Fang. And the first five of which are drawn to Cocoon for various reasons. But there's one thing that they all have in common, and that is Sarah, a pulse le sea. For those who don't know, Sarah is Lightning's sister and also Snow's fiance. And they go to Cocoon to try... Well, Snow and Lightning go to Cocoon to try and save Sarah. And they find her in the Cocoon vestige. And the other guys just seem to kind of go along for various other reasons Sars just kind of goes I think along they always because... have their own motivations well yeah, yeah. Mm. but he gets, I think Sars just kind of goes along because he's like what the hell well he also yeah. kind of wants to well, like, Sars, uh... Sars went, went along because of his son yeah exactly his son but he was going to do it son... a different way was he not like he didn't really want to go with Lightning's crazy plans well nobody wants to go think... with Lightning's crazy plans I think a part plans. of him really didn't want to do what, what it took in order to get his son or what it took in order to yeah. survive but he felt like he had no other choice and uh, Vanille and Hope kind of go because um, Hope witnesses something he doesn't like and then wants to confront Snow. So they kind of just follow Snow. And so they all end up in the Cocoon Vestige, or the Pulse Vestige, I guess. No, wait, Cocoon Vestige, right? It's the, just the yeah. Vestige. <laughs> just, we'll just say the Vestige. This starts the confusion. And uh, 
we we learn out then that uh, when you're LSC, you're given a focus, and uh, when you complete that focus, you turn to crystal. And if when not, they're all you're together, to yes, you're turning to Seath, which is like a weird zombie thing. And mm-hmm. um, we we'll, we find out that Sarah's focus was to bring everyone together so that they could all be branded as the Sea, yeah. which they're all very appreciative of. Yep. <laughs> It's a great thing. She gets to enjoy Thanks being crystal. See, because the, the whole thing about being able to see is that everyone on Cocoon, which is like this floating moon type thing, is the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. The it's Death just like Star. a floating planet above Grand Pulse. Well, it's, well, it's in that Grand Pulse's atmosphere as well. But anyway, whatever. So everyone on there hates Lassie because they have like more power and they can use magic and stuff and they've been taught to basically. It's like genocide, really. Well, it's basically the fear LSE, of kill them. things they don't understand. Yeah, well, and yeah. generally because I think the seas have a purpose and they don't know what that purpose is. and They think it's to destroy Cocoon. Yeah, and the whole They're point about like the sea a... is that um, they'll do whatever it takes to try and do their focus because otherwise they get turned into a zombie. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like um, like X-Men, almost. Like, they're all just like ostracized. <laughs> from yeah. oh, the mutants are out to destroy us. Although the strange yeah. thing about the game is that there are only, I think, nine Lassie you, f- you see in the entire campaign. Mm-hmm. Pretty Seven much. Seven of which are those people that we've already mentioned. One of which is um, Sars' son, and mm-hmm. the other is Sid Reigns, although those two are Sanctum Lassie, which are on the other side of the fence. But anyway, so now that we've got that out of the way... You know, the whole thing kind of reminds you of The Matrix a little bit in that, like, uh, you know, if you remember with The, the Matrix, there's the architect and, I don't know, he kind of seemed yeah, like the yeah, guy yeah. who's just kind of like the puppet master of the whole thing. And, and well, the crystals are kind of like they're controlling the fate of everybody, like uh, um, with uh, Sarah bringing everybody together so they can be branded and the whole Sid Reigns thing. She kind of um, seems like everything was planned out ahead of time. Like Matrix and Little Big Planet in one. Why, li- <laughs> why Little Big Planet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh with, yeah. Um, okay. With some belts and zippers in there, and then yeah, yeah. Five is thirteen. <laughs> Although there was a la- so, lack of belt and zippers in F no. thirteen. Well, so what, what do you guys think about the story? Like, which which characters do you like? Which don't you like? Well, my favorites were <laughs> Saz and Fang by far, and my least favorite mm. was Vanille and Snow. Yeah. Any oh, I could not stand reason? Vanilla and Snow, especially during their character arc. It, I, I don't know what what about it, but it just seems so annoying. I wasn't the biggest fan of Vanille. I will agree with you there, but I actually really, really liked Snow. Oh yeah. Um, I I I really enjoyed his character in that he, you know, he was really hurting inside in terms of like what he was going through and in terms of like wanting to help and wanting to do everything he could in order to save everybody but he just didn't have the power in order to he was still human you know and like that one emotional breakdown he has in front of hope where he's just like you know i just can't i can't do anything like that. what do you want from me (laughs) it just it made me it made me see that he was actually human and you know everything that he does where he says you know i'm a hero i have to be a hero it's all just a cover-up. It's all just to make it's feel insecurity. Better. I think exactly. a lot of people mis- misinterpret him for that reason as well, because I think everyone thinks he's like this cocky, really annoying, arrogant person, and it's no, like I he's just not think that he's at all. Really noisy. No. He needs to tone it down a notch. <laughs> well, the thing about him that bugged me was uh, that it, the cheese factor kind of got in the way there, because a lot of his lines were like, really <laughs> mega cheesy, super and, cheesy, especially yeah. that one part near the end where Nora came back. Nora's is his mm. game. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but very it's like I think it's part of his character though because like um, all of the team Nora really look up to him and he only mm. really has the cheesy lines when they're around yeah. so it's kind of like you know he's the cool guy and like he's got to really ham it up to to, to pl- play along with them it's because I mean like if you think about the ca- the people in Nora like you've got two kids I mean like the, the little guy I can't remember what he's called not huge the other one the mm. blue hat one or I know which one you're talking about yeah. no yeah he's like Snow's his idol and yeah. stuff and he's like absolutely useless <laughs> like, is this a gun how do you fire it what Ugh, can I we take a nap <laughs> like yeah. we're in the middle of a war can I have a sleep please yeah good, good job there buddy <laughs> sleep during the middle of a firefight that's a good idea yeah but I mean it's kind of like Barrett really because I mean you think about how Barrett was with like the other Aval- Avalanche members with like Wedge and Biggs and all that it, it was kind of a bit OTT and like I'm oh, the I commander I think the one thing with Barrett was that there was no voice acting yeah, that, yeah. that's true yeah. so we imagine him according to our own I- ideas yeah. although whereas with Snow he already said, has a voice I really do like Troy Baker as Snow. I think everyone's going to remember Snow saying, Steel Guard! Yeah, Steel yeah guard. definitely. You know, uh, I think... Well, uh, I'm not saying actually... his voice acting is better. I think his voice voice acting is really good. It's just that mm. the lines are super cheesy. Yeah. But I don't think the it's voice the actor really matches written. the character. Kind of. No, I think it's it, I think it does. Weird. It matches his completely dorky and annoying character. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like... he's. I mean, the thing that's weird, and we were kind of discussing this the other day, is that... The, like, the characters aren't actually that old. Like, he's only 21. Yeah. So he's... And, like, he, he physically, he looks a lot more mature than he actually is. And, um, like, whereas with, like, previous Final Fantasy, like, Cloud was only 17 and, like, mm-hmm. um, Titus no, no, was, was, like... No, Cloud was 19. What? They're all around that age, like, <laughs> but, 17 yeah, they're all, like, to 19. Teenagers. But they're, like... The way they behave, they're, like, mass mature adults. Whereas I think with this game, they kind of made them a bit more realistic. Like, you know, he's he's trying to do as much as he can. He's 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 putting on this front because, you know, Team Nora needs someone like that. I mean, like, you know, yeah. there's that moment where at the beginning where, you know, Snow kind of loses perspective and Gardo's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Get yeah. it together. Because, yeah, because, like, um, if he doesn't behave that way, then um, he doesn't have, like, the drive the to, to help of N- people. Of Nora as exactly. Well. So yeah. I don't necessarily think it's like a, a deficiency with his character. I think it's people just, just kind of misunderstand it. Is his character. It. Yeah. Mm. But I do I think the weird thing about and I, I you may you guys may not agree, like the uh the interaction with the characters, like, you know, they all have their own um personal battles as the story goes through. Yeah. And like in some ways, like lightning especially, like she goes through this really stone cold effectively she's a bitch. <laughs> like, you know, she she only, yeah, she's just she's just everything this really is cold, really strict kind of like military her, well, kind she, of personality. She blames everything on herself, and then she goes to try and rectify it, and then but she still hates everyone. Like it's everyone else's fault apart from her own. <laughs> and um, but then she, you know, she, as Lauren said, you know, she kind of sees what she's doing like through hope because of how hope feels against Snow, but it wasn't Snow's fault. Mm-hmm. And like she kind of grows up a bit. Yeah. But it just seems like the trans the transition between the two personalities is a bit abrupt. It's quite sudden. It's like uh, hope just sapped the coldness right out of her. Well, I think what scared her the most is when she actually realized that Hope's plan was to murder Snow. I think that's ultimately like what kind of set her in. Like, oh my gosh what did i just do like i just gave this kid a weapon and he's gonna go and stab snow because he was like yeah i'm gonna kill snow and she's like well here's a knife (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know she didn't know it was snow at the time i don't see when she did give him the knife 
I didn't know. I did not think that she had fully like thought that he was serious yeah. about it. I didn't know. So yeah, kid, here you go. Yeah, Stick like here you go. Here's you. something very special. I think she just thought, you know, this is something to protect yourself. Um, you're kind of yeah, like that, my Padawan learner. That's how I interpreted it as well. Like I mean, but it's like it was abrupt. I will admit, but I feel yeah. like a lot of it had to do with the fact that Hope was just this crazy little kid who's like, "I'm gonna kill everybody." Blah, 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 blah. I mean, and that's I mean, Hope really is the person that has the biggest change because it, you know it, through half the story, he's fueled by his massive desire to kill Snow. He's negative about everything, and then in the second half, he's like, "Yeah, let's do this. We can we can conquer everything. I'm gonna be the team mascot." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even though I can't. Manage to stay alive in normal battles. Yay! We'll get onto that. <laughs> I think oh, that's the thing. So, like a lot, a lot of the story was just too abrupt. It was way too fast. And I, I think, um, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this as well. But um, the thing that really kind of annoyed me is that the story seemed to be more about the individual characters and how they grew as opposed to an actual story. Yeah. Like there was a story in the background. You know, Bartandalus is probably the most like nondescript antagonist in the he gets of the, so the little series. screen time and you have no idea what his his objectives are no. yeah he's just Until kind of this thing end. it's like in other final fantasy games like final fantasy 9 you've got necron and you've got ultima Sia, but they come in at the end there's a, like another antagonist throughout yeah yeah whereas like this Dio one it's kind of like bartandos is kind of there he he's kind there, of like says a few riddles and... <laughs> he says a few riddles and then just disappears <laughs> <laughs> and what do you guys think? Like, do you think um, it was it was a good idea to focus more on the character development as opposed to like why I they think, were doing what they were doing? I think the character development is good, but what they tried to do was develop them and at, at the same time try to tell the story. And it seems like at parts it was really disjointed. Like they did, they had no idea what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, they, the beginning they introduced like a bit of the story, and then it went on to to concentrate on the characters. Then you hit Grand Pauls, you go back to Cocoon, and all of a sudden it throws you into the rest of the story. And you oh, have no idea what's going on. I wonder maybe... I feel if... like for me... Oh, go ahead. Okay, I, I wonder if maybe the problem is that all the characters were introduced way too quickly. Because normally with other Final yeah. Fantasies, you get one character, and then maybe a couple of hours later you get another one. And that gives a, a, yeah. the, the game a chance to show that one character's story for those one or two hours. And then once they're done with their little story slash side quest... Then the next character is brought in, so you can learn a little bit more about them. And also, at the same time, there's like an overall story going on at the same exactly. time too. Whereas yeah, with Final Fantasy put, Thirteen, it was like is actually related to the yeah, overarching story. With Thirteen, it was like we don't even know what we're doing. Should yeah. we destroy Cocoon? Should we not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's just kind of go through and this. That, and was, see that what was what annoyed me the most. Like they, their focus was to destroy Cocoon, but they didn't want to destroy Cocoon. And at the end, they were like, "Do we destroy Cocoon? We got to destroy Orphan. Let's not destroy Orphan. Let's destroy Orphan. Come on, make up your mind." <laughs> I feel like well, the whole th- um, Go ahead, going yeah. back to what David was saying, I feel like a lot of it also is because, like, um, I feel like they were trying to make, and like, there wasn't, it didn't feel like there was a set main character. I mean, sure, we could say Lightning, but I think the only reason why I would say Lightning is because... We were told like, she was. <laughs> yeah, we were told she was, and she was the first one who we saw in the trailers, you yeah. know? But, it's, like, it's, ultimately, I, think, well, if anything, I feel like they... Yeah. I feel like they sh- they spread the characters too thin they were just trying to jam-pack too many too many characters too many like deep emotional stories into one if they kind of like just focused on one 
person or maybe because i mean like the whole time you've people. got vanille as well she's feeling really guilty about everything and yeah and she's like, also she's the this, narrator this which is weird yeah you could almost think I mean, of it like her story it's weird yeah it's, it's yeah. really strange as well because... was suppo- are supposed to be like really important yeah. characters but the game does nothing to indicate that no no and like that like after lightning has her epiphany with hope as well like then snow kind of comes the leader yeah so it's like okay well you're supposed to be the main character but now you're just like kind of going into the Tagging background along. a bit yeah it's, it's like, like all they do, everything oh, they do after the halfway that. point is because snow suggests it like they just follow snow i know it's great and all that a character changes throughout a story but the greatest appeal of lightning i had when they first announced ff13 that was that she was supposed to be this really cold person mm-hmm. which she is in dissidia yeah, that's great for the city, but not for FF13. <laughs> she becomes this kind of like mother figure to Hope or big sister figure. Yeah, I feel like I, mean, I do feel you guys like going think... back to that, she sees she just sees so much of herself in Hope, and she really just starts to care about him, and she wants him not to make the same mistakes that she did yeah. when she was growing. And up. she eventually realizes that like Snow was just trying to protect Sarah, and that the reason that this all happened was because she wouldn't she um basically turned her own sister into the authorities yeah yeah she to be her. yeah i mean <laughs> do you guys think that the, i mean like david you kind of touched on this i mean like in previous final fantasies there was one main character yep. and there was usually a support female mm-hmm. like um do you feel that that was the kind of problem with this that they they had six characters and they wanted to give them all equal screen time because i mean you've got other characters like jill nabat and like um sid reigns raj Rosh. Rosh Yard. Vartans as well. And, like, you know, they're kind of really, really minor characters, really, despite the fact they're supposed to be main characters. Barthandalus mm. is supposed to be the main villain. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, Sid Reigns could have easily been a main character in the game, and uh, I think uh, it would have been really cool for him to be uh, a playable character in the game, because uh, I think he was one of the coolest characters and one of the most Final Fantasy like characters. Um, I'll have to agree with that. He. he, he, he he was the only character that actually felt like a Final Fantasy character. I don't think there's really much else to say about that. <laughs> I, I think we all agree that we, about that because we've actually talked about that in the past. Yeah. In, uh, in other episodes. I mean, so what, what were some of your guys' highlights then from the story? Like, what, what do you think were the best parts? Oh, uh, I would say probably chapter 8 and 9 were my two favorite chapters. Just the whole thing just seemed really epic with all the the Bartantilus, uh battle going on. In, I think chapter nine, if I remember correctly, that was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, that My for me that seemed like kind the of climax going to of the game. You mean like you know when you're on the star, um, the the airship, yep. and you have your first fight with Bartantilus yep. and going through all that. That thing. entire thing that that was that was the biggest hive the entire game. And as Colin said, you expect like Jill to become a main. I know, I was then... expecting Jill to step up to the plate and become this really, really nasty villain. Yeah. But in the end, she's just like, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And then Barthandalus just smacks her down. <laughs> I'm like, what was that? That was incredibly underwhelming. I think my favorite part was when they went to Grand Poles because I kind of, um, like, especially when they go to Uwerba, I-, I thought the game was really going to open up there. Yeah. And like, but you never see anyone. There's right. like yeah. nobody. Yeah, I, I, I think, was like, expecting the same impression thing. of Grand Poles. My first impression of Grand Pulse was like, oh, finally, the game is opening up. But the story in actuality, it disappeared, in my opinion. Yeah, the story like, yeah. There's no story. You left your own devices. And you have some of the most annoying Eidolon fights. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and, and those are so oh, cheesy, yeah, too. The, those, like, the last three Eidolon battles seem, like, again, mega cheesy. Like, like that had nothing to do with anything. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't deserve to live. And, yeah, I shouldn't be Wasn't... in this party. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, maybe I do belong here. And Wasn't Fang <laughs> just like, I can't do this anymore. I hate you guys yeah, now. I'm going to try and kill you Yeah, all. exactly. And then it's like, like what? It, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just like they added that in there just to make an excuse to have a battle. And like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, uh, 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 okay, fine, we'll we'll fight you. Yeah. And the thing is with the idolins, it's all the same. It's the same with everyone. They have yeah, exactly. like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this or if I should not. If I should not. Yeah. Mm. Other than snow. Well, it, snow no, just gets like his because he wants attack. to kick the well, crap the out of someone. The uh, first two or three were pretty good. Like, uh, yeah, I, I uh, like. But they, they were written into the story well. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was lightning, was really lightning good. on the bridge, right with Odin. Oh, that was weird. That was was wasn't that like the first one? No, no, it was no. The Snow's the one. first one. Snow's the first one because he fights all those um um Psycom soldiers, and then like right after that, his um his arm just starts glowing, and then all of a sudden Shiva shows up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Like that one was so easy, like that fight, and then you just go to Odin, and you're just like, <laughs> whoa, where Different did this come have, from? And then it's like. Um, Hope and Vanille were the hardest for me because, like, Vanille and Hope are so weak. Oh, yeah. well, actually, no, there's die. a trick like for that. Alexander. One, you have to use uh, the saboteur, and that that yeah. is basically different, the, different, the one uh, that you need to paradigms. use. Vanille, Vanille's isn't as bad, but I like Hope's, I remember, because Alexander could just one-shot you if you if you were standing in slightly the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So you had to, like, really try and affect his movement position and stuff. Uh. The one I had the most <laughs> trouble with was Vanille's. I found Bahamut yeah, yeah, because it was about movement place. Because yeah. like you had to get Fang to like move to that she would tank in a certain oh, position. Another and stuff. problem that I have with the game is that the yeah, AI... we'll get on to that, Colin. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll hold it in. Then later I can just explode. What do you guys think about the ending then? Oh, that was awful. One of the worst endings. Yeah, it was Fantasy. a mess. Yeah, I I was honestly when I was playing through it, like the whole ending sequence with Orphan and all that stuff. I was just thinking. What is going on? I know. Like, none of this has been explained whatsoever. Why is she turning it? What is going Like, why is she suddenly doing all this? Like, Fan goes crazy and, like, turns on everyone and is like, what? I mean, like, in hindsight, like... now that I've read about it, it makes a bit more sense. But like they, explain, still. they explain it in the data log a bit, but the fact that you have to go into the data log and read it to understand it is a bit of a problem. Yeah. It's almost like you kind of wish that like the ending that you get was actually the bad ending and all you have to do yeah. is go back and do something else and then you would it's actually like, get, I mean, the perfect <laughs> you get the good ending <laughs> everyone kind of gets the gist that um like fang and vanille had a focus that they didn't fulfill and they were supposed to destroy cocoon mm-hmm. and uh but like other than that it's like bartandalus wants everything to die and they all everyone wants, all the fallacy want everything to die mm-hmm. and but then like lightning and, and co are still like well, okay, but we're not really sure we want to do anything, and like what? And then you've I don't got think like anybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. No, because then you've got Psycom going crazy. All the armed forces are going against each other. The fallacy have called in all the monsters from Grand Pulse to try and destroy the crap out of everything. And, and then you meet Rosh, and Rosh tells you that he's doing every- everything under fallacy orders, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's like, and then he just like, yeah, well, I- I'll just kill myself. 
At times, I kind of wish she had like an one of the really older characters, like uh, Aaron, just to tell you what. The yeah, hell it was like ten. Ten story was really confusing, but it made perfect sense because they explained it all the time. Yeah, and quite a lot of actually what what happened throughout the story was explanation about the story. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I mean, I wish there was like an older character to be like, oh well, uh, this happened ten. 10 years ago and blah blah blah, blah. I, I think I think they fell short on Vanille's character like Vanille yes. was the narrator <laughs> of FF13 they could have done a lot more with her explaining what the hell was going on yeah and mm. I think one of the other things is that um, you know they released like episode 0 and episode 1 to kind of um, flush it out a bit yeah, yeah well, episode Japan, 0 was everywhere we're not allowed but episode, to know what's going on episode but... 1 was in Japan only and Episode one sets up for the sequel, and apparently Lightning has learned absolutely nothing about the entire experience because she just ditches everyone and just goes, "See you later, goes guys." Goes on her again. Yeah, okay, and thanks, makes Sarah cry because she's been abandoned again. My theory is Aww. that the Sidia Duodecim happened between FF13 and FF13 too. <laughs> <laughs> so general con- general you consensus is that. Um, we like some of the characters. None of us really agree on which characters we like. Um, we did like, yeah, like some I think I'm the, the only one that likes Hope. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. <laughs> he was actually one of my favorite characters but, for battle. So I guess the general consensus is that um, we all have characters that we like and no one really agrees with any of us. Um, we, we all feel the story had some good points, but and it was some really pretty, low points. Yeah, pretty yeah. poorly executed on the whole. Especially the end yeah <laughs> yeah yeah very disappointing I just wish that they would have done more with Vanilla and Fang because you know they're on the flick, the freaking logo of FF13 or they had somebody proofread the script and just <laughs> All say that. oh this this doesn't make sense actually yeah. you might want to rewrite this <laughs> you know explain it to us you, maybe they just thought they'll read will they read the data log yeah exactly <laughs> It's like, well, they have the data. Maybe log. they'll take the time to read. That's why they put it in there. They can learn <laughs> they had, about they the had different... data log in FF12, but all it did was just summarize what yeah, happened. Yeah, like you didn't. I mean, you can learn about the actual data story. Log. Like, there's all this stuff in Final Fantasy 13 that no one even knows about, like the whole how Unless the world came the apart, and there was this massive god who created the pol- uh, yeah, the whole a false thing called was Pulse, that. which is why it's called Grand Pulse because he created Pulse, and then there's another false that created Cocoon. Oh. And then they, the whole story is that they want the um, they want to bring back all, the, the all of the cocoon falci like Orphan and Bartandalus and uh, Minerva. They want the Maker, who's the person that made the pul- pul- all the falci the to architect. come back. Yes, and they <laughs> the and they only want that. him. The only way they can get him to come back is if there's like a massive uh, genocide, which is gonna, like a, which will be caused big, by the uh, death of Cocoon. Sacri- sacrifice, basically Sephiroth's meteor. <laughs> yeah, Boom. well, it's exactly the same, really, because Sephiroth wanted Just everyone to die. Just a lot more confusing. Boom shakalaka. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much the story, which they don't explain ever. Hmm. Like they explain bits of it. Like you, I think Bartandalus kind of says a little bit of why why he wants to do. Bartandalus is the only one that actually explains. And Orphan's like, I'm tired. Just kill uh, me, please. I want freedom and death. Kill me now. (laughs) Yeah, so it's all about the Maker, and they're trying to call the Maker back because they it'll be a fresh start for everyone. But anyway, so like a billion people would die. Onto onto the other stuff, gameplay. (laughs) For those who don't know, um, Final Fantasy 13 changed things up a little bit. Um, 
it kind of went away from the traditions and had this new battle system which was based around paradigm shift and paradigm some shift. job classes which we'd never had before Yay. it was more macro managing than it was like just picking your attacks yeah and definitely yeah but the funny thing is that everyone says that it's all you know it just re- re- resulted in hitting x but like that's exactly the same as every Final Fantasy system in yeah, the past. Yeah, you hit X. Except yeah. this one, you try to spam hitting X. Yeah, I know. Like, what, I know when yeah. I play, I just keep hitting X. X well, the ironic like, thing about just spamming X is it doesn't make anything happen any faster. I know. I know. No. That's why but I try you to just stop want to. Doing. That's why yeah. I break my controller. You just think that it's doing something, but it really isn't. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, yourself so, so basically, what the, the whole system is that you have an ATB bar and. Um, you can get up to four bars, I believe. No, five. you can get more. Than, I think you can get six. Five? Or no, okay, uh, five, five or s- six. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I, yeah. We'll just say whatever. But we'll say five. The whole point is that you, um, I think it's six, um, you can each each action, there's no MP or anything like that. Each action is assigned um, a value of ATB cost. Mm-hmm. So, for example, ACK is one bar. So... Um, when the bar's charging up, you can manually say, I want to attack, and then you can press triangle, and they'll perform that before it's um, the whole bar's charged. Or you can fill up your entire bar and it'll string the attack. And do, together. like, five attacks, yeah, or you can put, like, lots of different moves together. Um, generally, though, what most people do is they cl- select auto-battle because the AI is actually rather good and will pretty much always select the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90% yeah. of the time it'll do it, right? Uh, there are a few times... I mean, sometimes you may want to use an AOE attack when they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, there are sometimes where, like, depending on what types of units you're battling, uh, you may want to select the the attacks manually. But yeah, ninety ninety five percent of the time, you just select auto battle, and you're you're probably pretty good. And, and yeah. in fact, and, you're uh, even given a few seconds to d- decide. Okay, well, those are the attacks that were selected for me, and I can change them if I want to. I th- I think that's the really the good thing about it as well because it's all real time. Like it, when the bar charged, it wasn't just a case of oh, I'll hit X now and then all the actions will take place. Like, while it's charging up, everything... Because you can, you know, do the attacks on the fly. You don't have to wait for the bars to charge up and it's the as, entire it's time... It's as they said, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. really sped-up active time battle. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. the whole the whole thing about the system, though, is that you only control one character. The other two are AI characters and they're doing their own thing. But the thing that makes it interesting is the different classes. So there's, I think, six classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they all have different things. So, like, Commando is about uh, melee attacks. Sentinel is being a tank. Ravager is about magic. And, like, Saboteur is um, Buff debuffs. And debuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, Synergist. Synergy is debuffs and buffs for you. The classes in FF13 no, no, actually is a debuffs. much larger role than before, like, with the debuffing and buffing and whatnot. Yeah. It actually made things a lot more tactical, which is why I feel that previous Final Fantasy games have been missing. But the whole yeah. thing is that you can only have one job at a time, but you can change them on the fly, so you can have. I know a lot of people, setups. like some people, are complaining that you know you can't. The game doesn't really encourage you to select your spells, but the whole focus of it was to select your paradigms. Yeah, it's mm. more about which jobs you choose than which spells you use. Yeah, I I honestly really really liked this system. It reminded me a lot of, and I'm, I'm sorry, David, remind me a lot of Final Fantasy X two. Like, exactly. um, I totally like agree with, with that. Like with the dress spheres, it reminded me a lot of that, except without the long, drawn out uh, dress sphere change. Other than the first time you do it. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. Like it was it was really really nice. It kept me interested the entire time. Like there was a lot of battles where I had to really um, 
make a you strategy. You have to think really quickly. Yeah, and I love that. I love it so much. The one I thing so much I, fun the one thing one. I don't like about the battle system is that sometimes the AI can be really, really dumb. Not in the moves that they select, but just in their placement on the, yeah. the battle. Yeah, I don't think so. Especially yeah. when... You, I don't think well, that's like, generally, like, and they all everyone just will... around the tank. Yeah, everyone goes around the tank, and if and they, they just opponent has an AOE move, everyone oh, dies. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Of having a tank. Mm. And you kind of have to manually make them move away and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, in terms of that, what the AI do, they're brilliant. Like, you know, in a lot of other games where you have AI opponents, they'll heal the wrong people. Like, one person's got 10% health, one person's got 80. They'll heal the person with 80% health. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in yeah. this one, like, if you go to heal, like, generally, you know, you'd have um, Sentinel and double heal if you're in a really dire situation. Combat and they will make clinic. sure you stay alive. Yeah. Like, this is um, this is one of the two games that I've actually played where it it's, you have one person and everybody else is AI. The other one was Persona 3. And, like, with Persona 3, they, they were kind of smart, but they really, they really weren't nearly as good as the AI in Final Fantasy 13 cuz like um mm-hmm. it's just it was it was really 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 well done there's also Kingdom Hearts yeah. which uh, pretty much does the same thing uh, but i think yeah. it's really stupid AI in that one <laughs> <laughs> i just i just love the fact that everything was so fast paced and like you know you really felt like you're actually having an impact on the battle whereas you know in in like previous final fantasies you just pre- press x all the time everyone does attack you'd barely ever use anything other than melee attack well for regular battles yeah well even bosses i don't think i've really might you might use cure every so often oh. he might use, I a use lots of different stuff i don't know about you but i use lots magic is all that useful magic disadvantages and weaknesses and strengths yeah but against bosses they hardly ever worked in previous Final Fantasy games they were pretty much immune really to everything bosses in previous Final Fantasy oh yeah no they were just immune to yeah, everything yeah the debuffing was pretty lame in, in them but like as far as magic weaknesses like a lot of them might have been weak to thunder if they're a mechanical type creature yeah but I still found that like only a few characters like could a use magic so aesthetic yeah kind of thing than actual core gameplay but it's like in this one, I mean, that was one of the... Re- the first time I went against Bartandalus, I'd never used any... I hadn't used any debuffs in the entire game at that point. And I went against Bartandalus, and um, in case you didn't know, Bartandalus has a 30-minute time limit, so if you don't beat him in 30 minutes, you die. Uh, what? No. And, um, yeah, he, he casts Doom on you. Uh, oh, okay, well... That, uh, is, this the, uh, okay. is this the second fight? No, the first one as well. Right, okay. I, I, well, I got killed by Doom in the first fight and the second fight against him. <laughs> I don't remember getting... Because I just, I just ground it I out. I don't remember Doom being cast on me the first time. Maybe maybe it didn't work on me or something. You just have a you just have a counter above your head. So I remember that battle took me like 45 minutes. It, count, it, it counts down quite a while. It's like 4,000 seconds. Yeah, and... Um, the first time I fought against him, I got owned. And the second time, I was like, all right, I'm going to be really defensive now and a lot more strategy. Um, you know, I, I really, like, did uh, the Ravager and Commando combo and, like, did that really, really quickly, really efficiently. I got him down to about, like, 100,000 health, and then I died to Doom. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember I getting like, you... that Doom on me the first battle. But you did in the second one. Uh, well, I remember it, it happening... At least once. It depends because he but, doesn't necessarily always cast Doom. Yeah. Some people have gone through the game about him ever casting Doom. I, I think he. T- he did it to I me think all if the I time. remember correctly, he cast Doom on me when he got down to a certain level of health. Yeah, he did that to me as well, and I died well, because of. And, and sometimes well, the second he just time never when casts. I did it, 
that's what I found. The uh, the second time when I was doing when I actually did things properly, I used um, buffs, debuffs, infiltrates, oh, yeah. saboteurs, and everything. Uh, I was he didn't do it at all because he just died so quickly. I was hardcore with all the the synergists and saboteur. I'd really take advantage of them. Well, I didn't use any of the characters that used them. I um, well, I think Vanille is um, saboteur, right? Yeah. Yes, Vanille is saboteur. Although mm-hmm. Fang is probably a better saboteur. I always had I just, uh, I, uh, and, uh, Saws as like a synergist because I found them. They both of them had the best abilities in, uh, for that. Yeah, I only I, when I was going through the game, we used Lightning, Vanille, and, and Snow, so I was a bit limited. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but but yeah, um, that, that was the thing that you know the, it really using the synergist and infiltrator is really key because you can like. Um, when you get staggered, you can like buff your attacks up, so you'll do nine 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 really quickly, and like, especially if you debuff them as well, and, like make them weak to physical attacks and, and that kind of um, thing. If they're staggered too, they'll like maximize. Yeah, damage. the stagger mm. system was amazing. Oh, I love the stagger. That the stagger so system good. is brilliant. My only problem like, once with you the found s- that your enemy was staggered, you'd just be like, "Oh, this is amazing! Thank you so much." Like, the moment I staggered an enemy, I immediately sw- switched to. Uh, Lightning as a, as ravage, Ravager and then mm-hmm. another Ravager and Commando. Yeah, like and I did assault, her army of like one and then swap back to Commando, Ravager, Ravager. My only problem with the stagger system is that like it almost seems like normal attacks are useless until the enemy is staggered. Because like, if you tried to play the game without ever staggering an opponent, it would be brutal like to actually destroy enemies because it would just take forever like each battle. Well, Commando attacks are okay, but the Ravager attacks are pretty weak. Well... Even then, like well, it, even it, if you attack with weak Ravager attacks, it's it builds the stagger bar yeah. a lot faster. Yeah, like Ravagers uh, build the stagger meter, and uh, I found commandos yeah, maintained so it. Effectively, the the best tactic is you hit once with a commander, then you change to three yeah. Ravagers, and then you just build that up as quick yeah. as possible. And then it's best if you go to three commandos because Ravagers don't do they that do much a lot more damage staggered. when the enemy is staggered. No, it's all about the commandos. Yeah. Physical damage is where commandos it's at. Do like ten times. Oh, more that's damage. exactly what I said. You said Ravagers. No, mm. I said after they stagger, you switch all the commandos. No, I think you Although said Although it depends, because you may want to use Ravagers to get it up really quickly, because depending on how quickly the stagger bar goes down, if you can get it up as high as possible, and then you switch to commando. Actually, this was the first game where I, I really was focusing on using strictly, like, magic people. Like, um, in all the other Final Fantasies, I strictly would just be like all right you know what i don't feel like using any magic at all i'll just i'm just gonna hack and slash this <laughs> i don't feel like losing mp all that jazz but then this game like for some reason i really i really liked relying on on ravages i really liked relying on magic like it, it well, was I think a lot more effective for me one of the things i made it really easy in this game is that the ai was smart enough to know okay well this guy's weak against his magic so i'll, I'll, I'll attack this with this spell like it, they would learn very exactly. quickly after maybe one or two attacks, and like, oh, okay, well, this this guy's weak against it, and then then would just save it in the database, and like, oh, okay, well, I know exactly the next time I see the monster, I know what magic to use. Yeah, and I think the other thing that was really nice about the stagger system was that like battles, especially against behemoths, the battles would start off really, really slowly, mm-hmm. and like the health bar would go down really yeah, slowly, and, when you and then once them, you stagger, it like, it just, really it's like a massive snowball because <laughs> the the percentage bar is always going up, so you're doing more and more damage every single time you attack, and it just looks so great because like when the when the stagger, they'll be on like seventy five percent health, then like thirty seconds later they'll be dead. Yeah, and the best part is you you juggle them in the air. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't do anything cool. about it. So everyone, everyone liked the gameplay then. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Mostly. think the gameplay was generally pretty good. Mostly. I didn't like the camera in the gameplay. Uh, in, oh, no. Uh, the, camera, the camera in the entire game the ca- was just awful. Battles and yep. uh, overworld. Like, it's just a mess. I just reached a point where I don't even touch the right analog stick. And then it, <laughs> it, it worked. I honestly don't know what they were thinking with that. And also, I would... Well, there's the thing that they say that the Japanese players don't really like to control right. the camera. That's true. So it seems but like that, that doesn't mean they can't. Based on that, that, that doesn't mean it's they could have they could have just implemented one that works. It's not hard. Why well, have it so that when you touch it, it kind of wobbles a bit, and then when you let it go, does. it kind it of kind carries of on moving a bit and on stuff. a weird axis and then rotates. Yeah, and the, and then the camera's also on one side or the other, and sometimes it would be glitchy and like switch between the two really quickly. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like an did, over the did shoulder any of you guys, mode, but it would switch back and forth. Did any of you guys ever use the idolons? I only I ever used them if my party was at really low health and it would bring them back to full health. And you have nothing else left. Yeah, like because a desperate call. calling mm-hmm. the Eidolons, they'll uh, bring your party back to full health. I um, I think I only ever used them once. And uh, you know when you're going on Eden the first time and you have to cr- uh, fight against like the huge thing? I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, it's like charging towards the door. You know the massive things that are on Oh, the big giant fall look at thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the... God. Yeah, I used it against that as well. Adamantos. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like this. I can't beat this. Like, yeah. you know, it, it does too much damage. Even with like protect on everything, it just stamps on the floor and kills everyone. So, like, I just called up Odin, and somehow he just killed him. Well, like straight away. Well, see, the thing is, when you call the Eidolons, uh, they'll um, they'll force him down to the ground, basically. Um, mm. The big ones, at least. And then at that point, you can like just attack the head. And do like, at, at, and then at that point you can attack its weak point for massive damage. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So in the battles, you also can't really run around, uh, at least not directly. And I think that would have helped a lot because, like we said earlier, uh, sometimes it'd be really stupid with their positioning and be like right next to like this big monster that's about to attack you. Um. I think having the physical ability to like use one of the analog sticks to make the character run around would have helped a little bit. Yeah, I think the other thing that really, really bugs the crap out of me is that if the character you're controlling dies, it's game over. Uh, it's like if, if it your AI lightning? person that was no, no, what no, it's whoever you're controlling, oh, like yeah, you don't you always control, control lightning. If they die, it's game over, and that I, I really didn't like that, especially the, the last boss when the, the battle was pretty much left up to chance. Because mm. it's like. If, you're, uh, if your partners one, die, one hit KO attack. If your if your partners die, they can revive. You can revive them. Mm-hmm. So why can the AI have just been able to revive you? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I hated it the most when I was Hope. Like whenever I was Hope, and Hope was my character, I just keep dying because he just didn't have like that much health at all. Like especially when I was just with Hope and Lightning. Well, like, I would just keep dying. Cause here's he was a question: so weak. What what mm-hmm. class was he? For you, when you used hope as a I would character. switch a lot. I would switch a lot. Like if he would be low health, I would go. I would go back to medic. But um, every now and then, I would try to use a synergist against like really powerful enemies, um, just so that he would be he would be able to like protect you and uh, put. Yeah, you see, up. when I was doing it, I was slightly hindered because, as I said, I didn't use any of the buffs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I didn't use protect at all. Oh. That helps so he literally just, would haste. just die. Oh, haste was the best ability. Haste is the most useful spell ever. 
after that's the only reason why I have Saz in my party. Yeah. If he isn't in my party, the game just slows down so much, and I feel so vulnerable. In- I'm like, no, I need haste. It's like his first move, haste to go. I know everybody gets haste, and it's yes. Yeah. So what do you what do you guys think about like the presentation and stuff? Because obviously, Final Fantasy is synonymous with amazing graphics. Right. Do you think uh, held up? Like, was it um, above? the rest of the industry as previous ones had been what do you mean by above like in terms of graphics yeah i mean like when um, when 10 came out like you know those cutscenes were amazing like the the in-game graphics as well considering that the size of the game Mm -hmm. especially like um eight like the cutscenes in eight were just amazing right well i don't know what what do you think out like 10 uh 13 sorry technically talking like of course the graphics are really great but i don't know like they're they didn't do anything for me. Like they didn't enhance the story at all. It mostly most of the time, all the good graphics were dedicated to big action sequences rather than story. Like if you remember in ten when they had the Sutiki Dane uh, playing, like that that was an yeah, entire yeah, yeah. cutscene. But they didn't have any of that in this one. They didn't have any like the the, the emotional type cutscenes that you might see. A lot of the story cutscenes were done in in-game graphics. Yeah. Whereas the the CGI cutscenes were all the action scenes. Right. Which didn't have much talking. Yeah. No. Like, I, I think it would have been better mm-hmm. if they, they had a lot more of the uh, cutscene uh, graphics uh, for the more just talking sequences that are... It's kind of like 12 in that way, because 12 was kind of the same. But 12, yeah. 12, yeah, 12 right. story cutscenes were actually pretty good. But still, I felt that a lot of the cutscenes were kind of reserved for big moments, like, you know, the battle sequences in the sky and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is actually very similar in that respect. I guess it's because the in-game engine is like so good that they yeah, didn't feel they needed to. True. But I don't know. But like, it just makes it a lot more special. The animation, the animation looks really rigid. Yeah. 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 They are. Uh, uh, that's a very weak point. Just the animations, like mm-hmm. they look like PS2 animations. I mean, I don't, this 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 is gonna start some haterade here, but. Um, do you think it may have been because of the 360? Because, I mean, they had to compress those cutscenes down, like, considerably, and they still had to mm-hmm. use three discs. Do you think, like, they were kind of... They felt limited on the amount of cutscenes they could do, and, like, they kind of felt, you know, we'll stick it with, like, action sequences because we can't yeah. really render those using the in-game engine? It's possible. I'm mm-hmm. sure it had it had some effect on it. Yeah, and, and what they had to decide with regards to the cutscenes. But, like, it... Not all the cutscenes were the CG uh, graphics. Like, a lot of the cutscenes were just real-time graphics, but exported to video. So, like, they could have made some mm-hmm. of those. Uh, that. So, I, I actually, I'm not too sure if that had anything to do with it. Fair enough, David. Well, I think the graphics do have some really nice subtleties. Like, when you're on Grand yeah. Pulse and the wind is blowing, you see the, your hair just, like, blow in the wind. And that was kind of yeah, like, nice. Especially on Grand Pulse, when you're looking in the background, yeah. you think, wow, it would be so cool to fight that huge behemoth thingy. And, I was and actually go. quite surprised by Grand Pulse. It was huge. Even though you couldn't really go to a lot of places, it still was <laughs> really big. Yeah, that was it the was, one thing was... I didn't really like about this Final Fantasy is that it felt like really not interactive. Much like, like it felt less interactive than a lot of the other Final Fantasies, yeah. where you could actually like even talk to people. Like mm-hmm. in this one, you couldn't even really talk to people. <laughs> Nobody wants just, to talk like, to you because you're a fugitive. Yeah. No one wants to talk to you. You know, but it was just like. In older Final Fantasies, even if they didn't like you, they would say, we don't like you, go away. You know? Like, Stay away um, from the summoner. 
some of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they would still say something to you. It was still like interactive, and I think that's where the kind of um, the town thing comes in. I mean, I I realize in the story it doesn't make sense for there to for theirs to be shops and stuff, but um, like I feel like there was a lot of stories that happen within towns in other Final Fantasies or like small things that you remember about certain Final Fantasies like Owaka the 23rd like or or um stuff like that you know like just little easter egg type stories that happen within shops and towns and stuff like that do you um do you remember if you could talk to anyone on the Nautilus uh, what happens there is you walk by them and you don't physically have to press a button they'll just like start murmuring stuff I think that's basically yeah, what Yeah, they just start saying, like, random things. It's like, oh, I but wonder what's like, going to happen. you can't, play any games or anything. Yeah. You can't play games or anything, and, like, that was another thing. Like, with money, I felt really restricted. I couldn't really yeah, do that. Yeah, that whole, I didn't really like the whole item system and upgrading. Because it's like, you, you might sell all the equipment you have to try and get some money, and then you realize later, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel guilty even buying potions. And, like, all the other Final Fantasies, I used to be fine with having like 99 potions <laughs> i think I'm when i got to the end of the game i had about is that you don't really need the potions yeah i think when i got to the end of the game i had about like ten thousand gil well i like so that's not that's not really, really i had much as money. much as five hundred thousand. really but did yeah, you sell you a lot got, of stuff you just sell off the components yeah, no i didn't see i didn't sell mm-hmm. anything oh that's ah uh, that's that's why you're missing out on the money yeah well i know but the whole point is if you sell the wrong things you're screwed in final fantasy 12 they had the loot system and with that, you yeah, you basically exactly. sell everything, and I think it, that's all the loot is ever used for, just selling stuff, if I can remember correctly. No, you can sell stuff, and then you can use the loot to exchange for items, and then craft different weapons and equipment. Oh, okay. Mm. It's the same concept with FF13, it's just that you don't really want to sell a lot of it, you only just sell the ones that you yeah. that in the description it says you can sell for a premium. Yeah. Those are the ones that you sell off. Mm-hmm. If you sell the other ones by accident, you could screw yourself over and you'd never <laughs> be able to get any weapons. Yeah. I have a a large amount of experience with that because, of course, I completed the game 100% and uh, I got, I I was doing lots of farming and uh, I I was able to get all these special items and uh, that, so. (laughs) Was it worthwhile? No. Well, I got the platinum trophy, (laughs) but. uh... (laughs) So it wasn't like with Final Fantasy VII, you know, the the epic quest to try, see, that was something they missed, like in VII, to get. In most of the games, to get all the ultimate weapons, you had to actually do something. Yeah, yeah, and this one you just farm. This is kind of like, yeah, that's no fun. I I, I almost fall asleep. But while FF Nine Zidane's ultimate weapon. You had to play the chocobo treasure hunting game. Chocobo hot and cold. Oh, man, I love hot and cold. No, no, it wasn't hot and cold. You just had to go around. Diff- uh, oh, the, the chocographs. Look for treasure. Yeah. Oh yeah, chocographs. Yeah, the whole chocobo thing in Final Fantasy Nine was like the best side quest ever. I know. I or mini game, so whatever you want to call it. Oh, nothing and will ever top that. You have that. the chocobos in FF13, <laughs> and it's kind of they're just I like eights. No, eights was good as well. The, which one? The, choco- the little chocobo forest. I don't know that that seemed pretty lame to me. <sighs> Seven. It, it seems like you kind of needed that little device that only sold in Japan to actually make it worth. Yeah, true. Worth true. Using. <laughs> you can have your own boko. Yeah. Uh but um, yeah, I mean, like. I felt that in in many ways it was good because like the game changed a lot, mm-hmm. and but then like you know if you look between seven and ten, there were enough changes between the games, but there was enough core material that left 
left behind as well. Whereas with 12 and 13, they've kind of said, right, we don't care about the core material anymore. We're just going to completely shake the tree. (laughs) And And that's uh, not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there, there are still some parts, but like... Was there like even the, a Moogle the in 13? Was definitely a really high point no. of the game. There no was Moogles no Moogle at all. Yeah, I don't think well, so. Well, then again... There wh- was a Moogle puppet, but there was no picture of it. It was just, like, one of the items. And, like, there was only one part where there was chocobos, and then the rest of the thing was just Zaz having a chocobo in And you have to... Un- you can't actually go through the game without unlocking the chocobos. Yeah, you have to, you have right. to beat one of the marks mm-hmm. to be able to get chocobos on Grand Pulse. Gotcha. But it's just like, you know, there's a lot of things. It's really interesting because it feels like it's it's the Final Fantasy that's that's transitioning (laughs) us into a new into like a new world. It's it's sort of transitioning us into how Final Fantasies might be throughout. It's like the testing grounds for it's it's kind of abandoning abandoning what it once was. Simply because, yeah. you know, we're going into the future. But um, I think my issue is is that, do I want do I want it to change? And I, I think I, what it, they really need to do is just focus the story. Yeah. It, it, seems, it seems a bit of what they're doing is quite reactionary. Like, it's 50% reactionary, 50% what they want to do. Because, like, 12, they had a lot of feedback from the West. And, like, you know, we don't like what you're doing. And then everyone's in the West seemed to, like... 11 so they were like well what if we make like a final fantasy game that's like an mmo yeah that'll be really good i think it worked out and then personally. everyone in the west it really liked good. it it's just the, the well, story again it was the story it, yeah. but it, it was it was like it was weird because um 12 is one is the game that's most loved by non-final fantasy fans in the west like the media and like all the journalists and critics absolutely loved it best final fantasy game ever farming <laughs> gave it a perfect 40 west western <laughs> fans not so keen on the whole and 12 uh, in Japan it's the lowest selling Final Fantasy game but so I think with 13 they were kind of like well Japan don't really like it anymore um, we've got to do something to try and get them back on board so they kind of just ignored the West again and did a few things like putting Leona Lewis in to <laughs> say yeah we still care about yeah. you <laughs> yeah you get this really annoying song <laughs> but like it, it just seems like they, they you know they, they're just kind of going on by what the feedback is and like you know, with with thirteen part two, I'm not buying for one second that it was never intended. It, it was like it was so blatantly part of the original plan. I mean, with the amount of stuff they left out in FF thirteen, yeah, it was clear that they were going to have a sequel. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew there was going to be a sequel, and then when they started like releasing a little bit of information here and there, it's like, well, that's not coming, is it? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I actually, I'm really looking forward to the sequel because I feel in many ways it will make up for the deficiencies of Final Fantasy XIII. Will it? I think, I think it will. I think like, on a game, story, on a gameplay, gameplay wise, they can definitely make it better. If they make it Lightning the sole protagonist, uh, and that will be a, a real if they push focus in the, right the story on one yeah. main character. And it seems like the story is going to be a lot darker. Like they said, you know, the story is going to be a lot more traditional Final Fantasy. Which I don't really know what that means, but That's what, isn't that what they said about FF13? <laughs> no, Colin. They said it's going to be the next FF7. True, they did say that. Like it's going to sell 10 million copies. No, I I think that with 13, you know, they'll take a lot of the criticism on board. Like, you know, I, I think it was planned. 
I think there was already because especially with like episode zero and episode one. Actually, now that I think about it, episode thirteen seems like more like they were testing the waters. Yeah, I think thirteen part two is going to be the actual. It's going to be the game that thirteen should have been. See, I'm kind of upset and excited about that at the same time, because you know we just spent sixty bucks on the game. I'm trying to be optimistic, hey Connor. I think I have to see more. Well, I'm a poor of, art uh, student. I can't spend that much money on games. I need to see more trailers for thirteen two because like uh, that first trailer was like Ooh. I don't know one or two minutes, and like the first three quarters was Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, yeah, it was all just teaser. Yeah, so yeah, it was more of a teaser than anything. So I, I don't really. But yeah, speak. I can't. I don't really have an opinion at, uh, on the game. Speaking of course, of trailers, you have an opinion. Speaking <laughs> of trailers, like the very first Final Fantasy thirteen trailer we saw was. Of lightning and the whole battle, yeah. kind of like yeah. And honestly, that trailer Vision did nothing for system. me. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm not really yeah. that excited about this. Other that, other than it was just. I'm announced. gonna make a website for it, but I'm not all that excited. Yeah, well, no, see, I already <laughs> had the website for it like two or three months beforehand. Yeah, David made a website before FF13 was officially announced. Yeah, he's a soothsayer. I, I, I predicted that would be announced then, and I was correct. And I was super excited that the trailer was was uh, created, but I was not excited about the game. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we might as well we might as well go into the rounding up phase here by like you know our experiences leading up to the release of Final Fantasy Thirteen. Like you know, um, I was kind of like in the same boat as David as well. You know, I was ex- I was psyched because Final Fantasy Thirteen was in existence. Yeah. I f- but like I figured the game would be good. That's why I was excited. But it's just the trailer. I I, I it wasn't that exciting. Versus on the other yeah, hand, and then that Versus trailer so long. was good. The music and yeah. all that. Yeah, but verse, Versus didn't show any yeah. hint of gameplay. Whereas We're not talking about Versus. Come on. The, thir- the 13th trailer <laughs> showed like it was more like their target at what they were trying to aim at. But yeah. of course, the battle system didn't turn out that way. The only reason yeah. why I was excited for, from that trailer was the whole battle system. Like It just supposedly links all your attacks together and makes it all really cinematic. Mm-hmm. But it, it only links the attacks together. It doesn't make it cinematic. Yeah, I mean... The thing about like thirteen, I think that the the mistake they made and and it's a mistake they're rectifying with thirteen part two clearly is that they just kept us in the dark for so long. It was like you know they had the initial trailer and then there were a few trailers that appeared after that. They were pretty much the same thing with like you know maybe an extra five seconds. Like you know, and although like, that announced... one that one scene where lightning is falling through the sky and she drops that gravity bomb. Yeah, the gravity bomb. I like how they actually made that in the in the actual game part part of the story. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, it's like the first trailer all over again. (laughs) And when when the characters started being revealed in, like, um, Famitsu and stuff, and it's like, is that really going to be their name? Right. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Some of the weird. Lightning, Snow. Same with. um, Hopeless Time. Same with the Versus, actually. Weird naming. Mm, I just. just, It it wasn't until. Yeah, it it wasn't until. um, Yeah, I didn't actually believe Lightning was her name. I thought, well, actually, it's kind of not. It isn't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah. uh, But the the bit where they actually revealed her real name, that was also really underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you, her name's Claire. Claire, and it's like, oh, what? That's her real name? It's like, you, you think about all the other names in the game, and her name is Claire. Well, actually, it makes a little bit more sense, because I, <laughs> well, I think in the Sarah. Japanese version, it was Eclair, right? Eclair? Eclair, as in the French. Yeah, exactly. For for lightning. Nom, 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 nom. Or, I think. Uh, I don't know. Eclair means nom, lightning, nom, nom, I think. Nom, nom, nom. <sighs> <laughs> I just I, I wasn't really excited about the game like you know I was on a lot of podcasts with David and usually we were the two naysayers mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so are you excited for Final Fantasy XIII? Uh, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> even, I, I think it's going to suck. Even when the game came out, I waited like a week before I got it. <laughs> yeah. It also just kind of felt like... I waited a year before I could play it, but yeah. not by choice. I don't know why, but it just didn't feel like Final Fantasy to me. Like it Maybe just, we've just grown up. Maybe. like I just didn't have that much of a hype for it, as I did with like Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X, I don't know what it was about it, but I was just... Maybe it was just the fact that they had voice acting and stuff like that, but like with Final it Fantasy It was a magical 13, experience. I think the cutscene they did as well, like, you know, the fir- the only cutscene I really saw for Final Fantasy X was the Blitzball cutscene at the yeah. start. Oh man, that oh, was such a good so cutscene. Cool. Epic cutscene. That yeah. epic, like, metal league stuff going I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just because we're older now, because, I mean, Final Fantasy VII and X came out in a really short space of time, and then I remember after X, I was really, really, like negative about 12 like you know I, was, I used to be on some final fantasy forums and nothing about the game seemed appealing to me like every single thing they said they were doing was just like what are you doing you're ruining the game like no one wants this and then i kind of got proved right mm. because everyone was kind of like what is this and then with with 13 well, i guess everyone, i was kind of still in that mentality exactly no, but you love it you love it but you don't like it as much as the other right. ones only because of the story. You, you like it. If the story was better, it would yeah, probably yeah, be one of my favorites. We, yeah, the story is the only thing, thing that suffers. And same with FF13. The story suffers. Everything else is quite quite good. But that's the key component, yeah. really. I think <laughs> I know, that might that's be what, why. That's what they need to focus on. They need to focus on the story. I think yeah. that might be why. Like I just felt like I, I wasn't necessarily um, excited for Final Fantasy Thirteen. Is probably a big reason Final Fantasy Twelve. Like, no offense to anybody, but, like, Final Fantasy Twelve, I tried to play it, and I just couldn't get through it, and, like, after that, I just kind of well, felt the, exhausted. Like They, ha- felt they like... had a similar they had a similar problem with the, the, the characters of the game. Like, er- yeah. who are everyone's favorite characters from, from Twelve? Gabranth. Like, he's not Balthier. even... Gabranth was supposed to be the main character. Well, I liked uh, like Bosch the... and Balthier. Yeah, but Balthier. they're not even supposed to be main characters either. But he's like the so main character and is Vaughn and Ash. Like Vaughn and Ash is supposed to be the main two. Oh, and mm. I like Pinello, even though nobody else did. You liked Pinello. Pinello is like the worst like, protagonist Vaughan. in history. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, I guess like from that, I just kind of went on a downward spiral to Square Enix depression, where I was just kind of like. But but I don't want to play that game because they broke my heart before. I don't want to play it again. I don't want to try it. And I also kind of... the fact that it was on PlayStation <laughs> 3 as well, or PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, both of which I didn't have at the time. I kind of want to play so. Final Fantasy XII again, but I, I tried mm-hmm. starting it a little while back, and you know what the thing that prevented me from playing it was? It was the camera. Mm-hmm. It, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty camera. sure there's no way to, to make it not inverted uh, camera system. Because I just mm. cannot stand that, uh, and so I did not play it. Yeah, unfortunately. very disappointing. So I'm hoping that they so re-release it on PS3 so that I can play it properly. <laughs> <laughs> it the proper uh, camera system, HD collection. <laughs> Should start a petition. So basically, if you're listening, Square Enix, make better characters, make a better story, and line. make a better camera yes. system. Yes. <laughs> yes, because the ones in twelve and the you know twelve. I think twelve was the reason why I started playing games inverted. Oh really? 
Oh, dear. do you still play them inverted? <laughs> Actually, I always used to play yeah, inverted. I, now I can't play them normal. Really? I can't play it normal anymore. Hmm. I play them inverted. Even like shooters? I, I... Yeah. Huh. Even Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Oh, dear. No. It's all inverted now. <laughs> People call me strange. You are strange. <laughs> I used to be inverted all the time. And then um, Doom 3. I was, it's basically the same story, but Doom 3, it wouldn't let you change. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so it was normal only. And I was like, what is this crap? No, I need to be inverted. But then like, by the end of the game, I was just converted and I couldn't play inverted at all. Yeah, it seems like a long time ago, back in like PS1 and a lot of PS2 games, it was like all inverted. Uh, but then there was some kind of like just major like switch. Now everything's just normal. Well, it was like first-person shoots on the PC used to use the arrow keys. Then suddenly they all started using WASD. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. I was... Oh, back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I only ever remember playing with the arrow keys because uh, I stopped being a PC gamer by the time they, they moved to the WASD. So I, I think we've pretty much talked Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, out. actually, maybe we should talk about the music and sound because I don't think we really got into that. Well, I, w- I, w- I would talk about that, but we just had a whole podcast episode about it. Okay, well, I, I just want to bring up the sound for, for a second. Go for uh, it, Because I actually found the sound quite disappointing. Because uh, if you notice uh, their footsteps, uh, they sound like really bad quality footsteps. <laughs> Lightning has let boots. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it doesn't sound like footsteps. It, it sounds like it might might have passed for a PS1 or a PS2 game. It's a very monotonous sound. Yeah, like the battle sound effects were pretty decent, I mean, I, like the swords and fire and all that. But The music was the music was good. I liked the music. But uh, like, I, I didn't find uh, like the more... Uh, like overworldish type sounds were really that good at all, and that ruined the whole experience for David. It did <laughs> if he was reviewing the game, he would give it one out of ten because her boots sound like they're made of lead. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you think of the music then, David? Uh, well, I thought the music was uh, quite good, mo- mostly. Uh, but again, same with Final Fantasy XII; it was fairly forgettable. Yeah, I think that's the you know on the on GMFM that was the consensus we came to. Like there were a lot of. Um, themes based around like the main, the main melody theme. from the title sequence but like there was a lot of incidental music as well uh like you know area themes that you just won't ever remember yeah. but like yeah just doesn't it, have that nobuomatsu not... uh sound yeah they need to bring him back oh, on David's board pining he's pining yeah they need to bring him back on board and they brought him well, back they... for ff14 yeah he did 14 yeah he it's weird he, he does he does amazing. the mmos uh but like not the main game because he did 11 right yep well yeah. he did um he did some of it okay well and then then he does 14 did he do all 14 or just some of it yep yeah so like that yeah, that's all weird. 14 even the theme song he, he puts it in the games where the story probably is less important and well they told him to he was because he was supposed to do the, the final fantasy 13 main theme but then um they told him to do 14 instead huh I, I don't know if that's choice. a good thing or a bad thing because we got Leona Lewis in exchange. Well, we may have had her anyway. Yeah, that's true. We probably would have. Yeah, but then she would have been singing a song written for the game. Right, yeah. That, that would have been out of her album. I would have been okay with that. Oh, uh, don't get me on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit torn about it because it's like, I think a lot of people dislike it just because of what it stood for. I mean, like, after if Leona Lewis was singing as a. Yeah, if Leona Lewis was singing a song that was written by Uematsu, would anyone be up in arms? Probably not. Well, I wouldn't be up Even in arms about Leona Lewis, Uematsu, but I'd be up in arms about... specifically for the game, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, because, like, yeah. my hands... But even after like... after watching the final cutscene for FF13, the song the song um, choice kind of makes sense. They're all holding hands? Yeah. 
that's the only reason why it makes sense <laughs> i don't think the japanese song necessarily is that much better either in terms of in game but mm-hmm. what do you think lauren what do i think about the soundtrack about everything about life um, <laughs> I actually like the one thing i was noticing throughout the game was that this was the least memorable battle theme for me well it was the, no, really? no 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 it wasn't it <laughs> wasn't the, the least memorable the that was I the wrong remember. that was the wrong word that was the wrong word because i remember that yeah. everyone remembers it that was, that was the, was the first fact, music track we ever heard. it was the fact that i noticed it it was the fact that i noticed that it was repeating like it was like you know in like final fantasy 10 or final fantasy any final fantasies before 10 it's they're like little alterations within each battle theme. Like the battle themes are all different, but you don't necessarily notice it as a bad thing. You don't. You don't really yeah. think that it's too repetitive. Like the dun 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 dun, dun or the mm-hmm. um. Uh, I can't think of any of the other. Why am I stuck on Final Fantasy Ten? Dun 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 so no, like fu- that yeah. type of thing like i mean you hear that song over and over and over again for throughout the entire game i think the problem but... with uh, 13s is that 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 violin riff is so recognizable whereas in previous battle themes like there were there, were, there was a main melody but it was never really that apparent it was just kind of like it felt like part of the song like you know the song was having a natural progression whereas the violin part of 13's battle theme is very much like a this is the main part yeah, yeah. So like the entire time you're just kind of like, well, I think that's up. maybe because like um, overall, like in Final Fantasy twelve and thirteen, the melodies are way more complex, more so in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy twelve than anything. Whereas when you look back at Nobuo Matsu compositions, they're way simpler and just like once you hear it once, you'll remember it forever. Yeah, which I I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that I like being traditional but i liked those a lot more like i mean um man with a machine gun in final fantasy 8 was just that was awesome i can listen to that all day like that track especially the black mages version it's just right it's so good it's because the 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 theme was was consistent throughout like there wasn't really any part of man the machine gun where it was like well this is completely different to the rest of the song yeah like yeah like daryl i remember you mentioning once that like you did a little experiment with one of your friends who was playing final fantasy 12 and he was stuck in this one location for like 10 hours or something the um the the sand scene yeah uh, and then, like, you played the song for him afterwards. Like, oh, what song is this? And like, and the guy's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, no wow. idea whatsoever. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's another story. Mm. That's Final Fantasy twelve. Right. Yep. Bless its heart. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that pretty much rounds out our discussion of Final Fantasy thirteen. Feel free to uh, let us know if you agree with our comments. I'm sure you will agree with some of them and not others because that's how Final Fantasy thirteen rolls. <laughs> yeah, you either agree with us or you don't. We all have varying opinions. Yeah. 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 So like how I can't stand snow and hope, but Daryl loves them. I don't like. I hope. like hope. Or you like snow. I don't like Saws. Oh, I like Saws. I love Saws. Yeah, Saws is the best character. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Especially that one scene with him and Vanilla and he tries to kill himself. Oh, that was oh, a good man. scene. He, he was never going to do it. Oh, I thought he was. Yeah, but oh. you didn't really know that. The way they, the way it led up to it. You're like, oh, he and then the gunfire. So he like, doesn't holy have the crap. stones. Like, I, I didn't think he was going to, but then I actually heard the gunfire. I'm like, holy crap. Did that actually just happen? 
Lauren will not get this reference, but it's like milk gear. gear. <laughs> I just like it when you do that voice. Metal Gear Archon. <laughs> oh, MGS4, how we love you, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay, I have a question for you. Which was more confusing, the story in FF13 or MGS4? 13. FF13. <laughs> Metal Gear actually makes sense. Uh, if you if, if you know all, know. if you know the story of all the other games, it actually makes sense. Like, especially if you know the story of Metal Gear Solid 2, then MGS4 makes a lot of sense. Actually, yeah. if, if the question was what is more confusing, MGS2 or 13, I might have to lean towards MGS2. Well, I think this is another thing that, right, because if you, right, so I, did, I said I wasn't going to talk about Dissidia, but the original Dissidia storyline made no sense whatsoever. But if you play Duodecim, the story makes a load more oh. sense. I don't know why they did that, but, like, it explains, like, you know, they why are all these characters not in the other game and all this stuff? And uh, I think with, with 13 Part 2, they may do that and, like, explain a lot more, but it sucks that they would do yeah. that. It's like, but anyway, we'll t- we'll talk about that right. next time. So the next episode on this podcast feed is going to be Kingdom Hearts Union, if I'm correct, Lauren. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And the next episode of Final Fantasy Union will be on the 19th of April, and it will be business as usual, if I Serious am business. correct. Maybe we'll have something to talk about. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, th- I think we Final can Fantasy 15. Ah. Right. There was. Yes, a they have lot. just started talking a bit about that. It's all about the Type Zero, and with E3 coming up, you never know. They may be. Maybe we might see versus Thirteen <gasps> release date. I get. I think they might start talking about Thirteen Part Two soon right. because obviously it's out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm, that is true. Although anyway, I'm more looking forward to Type Zero. Colin, <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> no, I won't. You can, you can be excited for both of them. Zero. Both of them. Although will Type Zero come out before the NGP? Is that's another. That's another discussion. <laughs> Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> if you want to hear about these discussions in the future, you can subscribe to the Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Union podcast feed. It's on iTunes, GamingUnion.net, Final Fantasy Union, and David... FF-XIII.net. If you want to find us on iTunes, just go into the little search box and type in Final Fantasy. We are the number one podcast, although you generally have to scroll down a little bit to find that, right? Stupid I think iTunes. so. Even though we're yes. number one. Stupid yeah, we're number one. We're number one in everything. Life. Yay! In life. Cooking. So, guys, it's, uh, it's been a great episode. It's been Winning. a little bit longer than usual episodes. Yeah. but yeah, I think it was a good episode. discussion. Really good discussion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure that, I'm sure that people will not like some of the things we said. And hey, I finally oh, well. finished FF13. You did. Colin, congratulations to you. Daryl, what percentage Even did you complete? Even after rage quitting on, like, Friday night. I, I don't think I got that much through it. I pretty much just completed it and then didn't play it again because oh, yeah. I had everything else to do. And then my PS3 bricked, oh. so I lost my save file. See, with me, of course, I'll never stop mm. playing the game until I get platinum. So, Well, I have too many other games to play. Yeah, see, I don't play very many <laughs> games, so I always try to platinum them all. Yeah. Like, right now, I have seven 3DS games to Whoa, review. holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I, I think I was probably one of the first people in the world to complete the game. Oh, yeah? You were? Yeah, because I, I completed it before it what came out. What about other reviewers? None of them complete games. What right, actually, about? yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I get like halfway in, it's like, ah, I know what I got it on the Friday night and played through the entire game before, like, Monday afternoon. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's dedication. Hardcore. Yes, that's what I do for you guys. <laughs> 
sleep deprived for like a month after that. Who needs sleep? Yeah, yeah who needs exactly? It's like everyone's trying to talk to me. And it's like I'm just like sugar. I put like I think I put about forty-five hours into the game in like three days. Oh, that, that reminds <sighs> me of when I rented Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> all day, skip lunch, have a five-minute supper. Who yeah, needs don't eat. Lunch? No one eats. You don't need food. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you have enough fat reserves. Yeah. to keep you alive. Exactly. And then when my parents tell me get, to go to bed, I sneak f- back playing? downstairs yeah. to go and play. <laughs> <laughs> Final, Fan- Final Fantasy rebel. games are good for dieting. Like I, I think I was playing like 12 or 15 hours a day, basically. So I had to go back to the video store. So I had to get as much play as possible. <laughs> parents just don't understand these things. It's only a game. It's not just a it's game. Never, it's it's a never just a game. But anyway, guys, would you like to say your farewells? Bye. I guess we should. Good day, bye everyone. Bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and finalfantasyunion.com production.